Greetings, I'm Noel Deer. Welcome to today's daily devotion. I hope these next few minutes will encourage you as you seek to learn God's word and abide with Christ. Our focus today is John chapter four, verses 20 through 26. And today we continue our study of the historical account of the dialogue between Jesus and the woman at the well. In yesterday's focus, we saw Jesus confront this woman with her sin, with her sin and with her guilt. And then we saw at least the beginning of her recognition of Jesus as the Messiah. Now, what will this woman say? Now that she has been confronted with her sin, now that she's under great conviction because of her sin, how will she respond? Well, we see her words in verse 20. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Now, that might seem like an odd response, but it actually is a very good response. When she recognized that she was guilty of sin, she also recognized the need to go in worship to the Lord and seek forgiveness. So she asks, where should I go? Uh, the Jews say we should worship in Jerusalem, uh, but we believe, we Samaritans believe that we should worship here at uh, the Mount of Gerizim. So where should we worship? Now, as we had discussed a few days ago, uh, there was great disagreement between the Jews and the Samaritans on a number of theological issues. And one of those is where should they worship? Now, the Samaritans only accepted the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament as scripture. And so looking at just those five books, they believed that the right place to worship was Mount Gerizim. They got that from Genesis chapter 12, verses 6 and 7. That's where Abraham built his first altar to God. The Jews, though, accepted the complete Old Testament, and they knew that God later directed the Jews to worship God in Jerusalem. And so there's this controversy, and she asks the question. Verse 21 Jesus told her, believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the father, neither on this mountain, Jerusalem, or in Jerusalem, nor in Jerusalem. Uh, what he says is, woman, this issue is going to be irrelevant very, very quickly. And Jesus here really avoids getting sucked into some theological dispute that would have obscured the message of the gospel. Now, there are some issues there are some debates that are gospel issues, and then there are some debates that are not gospel issues. And there's a place to debate those things that aren't gospel issues, but this is not one of those places. We shouldn't let a non-gospel issue distract someone from, uh, from the good news of the gospel, from the forgiveness that Jesus offers. Verse 22, Jesus goes on, you Samaritans worship what you do not know, we worship, we Jews worship what we do know because salvation is from the Jews. So it was the Jews, not the Samaritans, who were right about the worship issue. Uh, in fact, God was using, this is what he says here, this is the important part of this verse, God was using the Jews to bring salvation to the world. Uh, God had made a promise to bless the whole world through the Jews. Uh, a very uh, famous verse, Genesis 12, 3, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. That's what God said to Abraham. So God is bringing salvation through the Jews 
What does that mean? Well, he's doing it in two different ways. First of all, revealed truth. The Bible comes through the Jews. God has revealed truth to and through the Jews for the whole world. I think of what the New Testament book of Romans chapter 3 says, verses 1 and 2. So what advantage does the Jew have, or what is the benefit of circumcision? Considerable in every way. First, they, the Jews, were entrusted with the very words of God. And so the Old Testament comes to us through the Jews. Second way that uh, God uh, rescues the world through the Jews is that Jesus uh, was a Jew. I think about Romans chapter 9, verse 4. It says, they are the people of Israel chosen to be God's adopted children. God revealed his glory to them. He made covenants with them and gave them his law. He gave them the privilege of worshiping him and receiving his wonderful promises. It was through Jesus that God brings salvation uh, to the world. Look at verse 23. But an hour is coming. Jesus continues to reply. An hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. Now, this confuses people sometimes when it says spirit here, spirit and truth. The spirit is not the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's the it's the spirit opposed to the physical. Worship, he says, is an attitude of the heart, not a place that you visit. That's what he means, that we worship in spirit. Truth here means truth, of course, but I think the best way to understand this truth is to see it alongside spirit. We're to worship in spirit and in truth. We're to worship the Lord with our hearts and with a devotion and affection that is genuine and that has great integrity. We worship the Lord not at a place with um, uh, with uh, outward uh, of, uh, ceremonies, but we worship the Lord in our hearts with truth and integrity. Verse 24, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, it repeats there something he said in the previous verse, but he adds something. He says, God is spirit. Well, what does that mean? <clears throat> well, it, it, it tells us that uh, God is not material. He is not physical or of some created matter. God is not just some exalted man. He is in no way just a part of creation. He is not part of creation. Uh, in fact, Jesus is said to be the image of the invisible God. God is spirit. And then verse 25, the woman now replies, the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. So the woman's still confused, but she is at least expressing hopefulness that the Messiah will come. Verse 26, Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Now, these words would have rocked her world. Uh, it would have rocked her to the core. Uh, here is a man who just a few minutes ago had asked her for a drink of water, and now he claims to be God. He claims to be the Messiah. Now, we'll come back to this thought a little later in John, uh, but I want to point out something here that's, um, that's important. The word he uh, does not appear in the original. 
So the verse says, Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. But the word he is not in the original. In the original, it says, still translated, but it says, Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am. Uh, now, in, in, the, in our English language, we need the word he there to complete the thought. But what Jesus is saying, uh, more strictly, what he's saying is, I am. And, and we'll see that, and we'll focus on it in John eight fifty eight. When we get there in our daily devotions, it says, Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. But he introduces that here. Uh, now, many scholars believe uh, that this was the point at which the woman put her faith in Christ. And we'll see evidence of that as we look at the further verses uh, tomorrow and in our future devotions. Now, if that's the case, if this is when the woman puts her faith in Christ, um, uh, uh, let's note some lessons. First, salvation comes only after we recognize our sin and our need for a Savior. As long as we reject our own sinfulness and guilt, we cannot be saved. Jesus confronted her with her sin, and that was a necessary part of this process. And then also, salvation only comes when we embrace Jesus as our Messiah and our only hope. And so if this was, in fact, the point at which she comes to know Christ, where she embraces the living water and the forgiveness that he offers, it's because at this point, she recognizes him as Messiah. What an incredible encounter that we read here between Jesus and this woman. And we're not finished yet. There's more. And we'll, we'll focus on that in our next devotion. Friends, thanks for watching or listening today. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe buttons. That really helps us get the word out. On your favorite podcasting app, just search for Pastor Noel's Daily Devotions. I hope you have a great day as you endeavor to abide in Christ. <music>